Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 273, right? That's the one? Yeah. We didn't come up with a name yet, but we have a concept. <laughs> oh no, we have a name. Oh, okay. You'll tell me what it is. I'll tell you. Uh, this week's episode is uh, for February 3rd, 2021. We're actually a little late in getting this one out, but uh, we got a good one, so it's worth it. Uh, my name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, the illustrious Bill Lutz and the magnanimous Tim Sway. Our top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Narwhal Labs, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, more on that shortly, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. <laughs> is that an elevator? Did the elevator get down? <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those uh, bellhop bells. Like oh, it's a, a bellhop thing. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's his beer in French. Sonne pour une Ring for a beer. Okay. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. I didn't know. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, before I ask you boys what we're working on, I just wanted to say very quickly how excited we are the three of us are about um, our new relationship with Isotunes. They are going to be a new um, uh, segment sponsor, and they're going to be sponsoring the uh, the Tool Tips weekly segment. And we're super excited about that because they're an amazing uh, company, and we're very proud to be working with them. Yes, indeed. What, what kind of company are they, Phil? <laughs> they make they make awesome headphones and headsets and uh just sort of like a uh, noise dampening for safety like ear goggles you know what they, they make what's actually uh, in your ears right now that you're listening to us on bill because i know you're oh. wearing your isotunes as we speak i am <laughs> oh, but, that but are they a doing? giant corporation that doesn't care about anybody and they're just in it for you know the evilness that the giant corporations are they're not, but if they were, that would be a weird way to introduce them, don't you think? Yeah, we'd probably feel pretty bad yeah. about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, that's why we're Super not mean. taking any sponsorships from giant evil corporations. No. Yet. Yes. When we get bigger, because yeah. Call us. <laughs> yeah. So, so that means that they're what kind of a company, Bill? It means they're a family company, Bill. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was some good bait you used on that uh, fishing expedition. That really <laughs> worked well. No, but on all seriousness, yeah. uh, they are a family company, and we're and we're we're proud to be working with them. Well, well they're one of those companies that's um, really supportive of the maker community, and they've been supportive of our podcast for a long time. And so this is very exciting for us. Yeah. Well, i i gotta I gotta tell you, um, one of my favorite things I've heard from one of one of my maker heroes, Carl Jacobson. And he's always said 
um, we need to, as part of the community, support the companies that support the community. Mm. And Isotunes is one of those. I mean, we've we've had amazing relationships with you know Carolina and Klingspor and now Narwhal Labs. And Isotunes has always been there as far back as I can remember. In fact, mm. the first pair of uh, their first product, I was watching an April Wilkerson movie, or movie, a video. And um, she said, hey, check these out. I think you should give it a try. And I did. And I've been hooked on Isotunes since. This is... You know, this has been years ago now, and just that we've joined the ranks now of of Isotunes. I mean, we've been a part of their. They've been giving us some love for a while, but we've joined the ranks, man. So I think I like that. Our community hopefully will support Isotunes because Isotunes supports the community. And if and if, if you guys need hearing protection of, of any kind for out in the shop, I use mine at work. I mean, I work at an airport. I I have the. Uh, the originals that I do take to work. I have the ones in my ear now that are the wireless, the free. I use it for recording our podcast and you know messing around the shop. And then my the 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 earmuff ones. Uh, I go shooting with those, and they work just fine. And yeah, what's links. nice, yeah, yeah, the links. Yeah, yeah. What's nice about all these though is people. Maybe people don't understand. These aren't just hearing protection. You're using the table saw, and your wife calls or your husband calls. It rings in your ear. Not You don't have to, oh, crap, I've just noticed I've missed 20 calls from my family. So, anyway, Isotunes, thank you so much for the continued support, and um, we're excited about this. But I'm not kidding, folks. If you, need a pair of, uh, if you need a pair of any kind of hearing protection that's Bluetooth, and you can listen to music and talk on the phone, support Isotunes. And, and if, I, I think you should say you got it from us. So we, like how, a lot of other people... But, Bill, how can they... <laughs> Well, I, I think you should send us money, and we'll send it to Isotunes. No, wait. That's not how it works. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I know what it is. You go ahead and deal with Isotunes directly, and you just put down Reclaim 10 for not 10% off. No, 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 no. $10 off. And that's that's an exclusive deal that only we... Oh, wait. No, that's not true. Just do it. Just Reclaim 10. Get some hearing protection. You will be supporting us in... You're supporting Isotunes, and this big old love circle keeps going round and round. And I'm hoping that everybody feels that we support the community by the amazingness that is Reclaimed Audio. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> wow. He went through the entire show's talking points in that one right. amazing, amazing speech. That was like that was like the beach at Iwo Jima. That was amazing. <laughs> Well, I, I just want to point out that it's not news to most of our listeners that I just earned another week. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks Isotunes. <laughs> yeah, Bill's Thank you, Isotunes. on the show at least until mid-February, so that's great. I'm down. I'm down. Early, early to mid-February. Um, what are we working on? Why don't you? Uh, I guess I, I think you should continue on the love fest, Bill. What are you working on? I'll tell you what I've been working on, actually, and it's not super shop-related, but um, I just installed a courier rack on my bicycle, my new cruiser-style bicycle. So it looks like uh, from the 1930s, the guy has a big rack on the front, and he puts a you know big bag or a whatever on there, and he goes and delivers it to somebody. So it's it perfectly matches the white rack on the back. Uh, you can't really tell, but... 
I don't know if I'm supposed to get up and show you two because you're kind of you're both not. looking okay. askant. That's okay. Yeah, okay. That's right. yeah. I saw but the anyway. pics you posted of your beach cruiser. Yeah, yeah. So I posted a picture of that. Uh, and then also I put together a first aid kit uh, for my truck. And I've been wanting to do that for a hmm. while. Hmm. And um, it's it's something I think everybody should have. I, I really do. And in my case, I have it's more of a first aid trauma type kit. Um, you know, I, I've gotten a little bit of first aid training at work and just through being involved in guns, it's something that most responsible gun owners kind of know how to do. Accidents happen. You want to be able to stop bleeding. You want to be able to help people who are in a car wreck. You want to be able to, you know, and so I did that. So I put that together. It's now in my truck next to my cool little fold, uh, cool guy McDaddy-O shovel and my jumper cables and my little ropes to tie. And now my first aid kit. So I'm very, very excited about that. You know, that- can I say something right now? Go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? I would like for you to make a social media post. That's what I was about, about to say. <laughs> your first aid kit and yes. what's in it. Yeah. Because I would like to copy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I have a feeling that it's going to be very comprehensive. Um, yeah. And um, and it almost even ties in with our topic to some extent. Um, but yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. If, whether it's, it's a YouTube video or a Facebook post, whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah, open yeah. it up and Facebook show everything. Post. Nothing you know? crazy. Yeah. Maybe that's good because I'm 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 still um, dinking around with Casey's guitar, but I've decided I'm not going to make a video because I just that's what's holding me back from wanting to get into it. I'm going to social medialy post it and take pictures yeah. and stuff, but I don't. But maybe a video about the first aid kit that might be fun. A PSA. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make the box that it goes in? I did not make the box. I used a bag. So this is something that I've I've had first aid supplies all over the place, and yeah. Casey's one of her hand-me-down like shoulder bags I use that mm-hmm. okay and um, so it's it's something I can bring out and I use uh, Ziploc storage bags because you can see what's in inside that to yeah. kind of organize it a I little like bit yeah and um, I got you know I got some space blankets in there and some cheapy okay, ponchos don't, don't ruin it I wanted it to be a no, no, but, but yeah so that, that's <laughs> what I've been doing this week okay that's super interesting yeah yeah and Surprisingly responsible. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I try. But I like how I, he says, all responsible gunners, because, you know, accidents happen. you got to stop bleeding. <laughs> that sounds well, like the, irresponsible the tr- gun owners. <laughs> no, no, Phil. That's actually the exact opposite. You, you prepare. You don't, right. you don't wait for, for stuff to happen. Shooting. Right. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Tim, what are you working on? You non-gun guys. <laughs> working on. Um, so we got dumped. Did you get the snow? I don't think it reached you, Phil. Yeah. Oh, it did? No, I got it. Yeah, I, I, th- got it. I thought we got it all and it ran out before it got to you. <laughs> nope. No, we got about 10 inches. Oh, no, you did not get it then. I got closer to 20, um, which is oh. a lot for me. You know, um, okay. it's a lot for anyone, I guess. But I mean, in Colorado and the mountains, that happens all the time. But for us, it's a pretty big deal. Um, so I was dealing with that and, uh, not to, not to circle back to isotunes, but the whole time I was snow blowing my driveway with my brand new snowblower. Um, oh, nice. I was like, man, I wish I brought my links home. I, the earmuff ones, because I could have yeah. been listening to something instead of the roar of the engine. I didn't have any hearing protection at home. And I was like, man, I should really have brought them home with me for this. And, um, uh, I'm thinking about like I, I I have the uh the extras is what I usually use and I put the big muffs on for like when I'm 
doing a lot of loud stuff or like the CNC's running. But I, I, like I'm thinking about making the extras part of my, again, tying with the topic, my EDC. Like I always have my bandana and my pencil and I'm thinking maybe I'll just wear those as a necklace to and from hmm. the house. Because so, like when I'm out snow blowing, like it would have been nice to have them, you know. Right. Um, I bet you the links would have offered some protection from the cold too. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, too, whereas the other ones, I would have had to shove them in my ears and then pull my hat over them, which is fine, too, but with the links, I could put them over the hat, under the hat, whatever, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I was I was doing that, so I, when I, I did a little bit of snow blowing, but as far as for the, um, oh, and then I went and I helped my father-in-law, um, and he has his own snowblower, but he has, like, this really long walk to do in a driveway, and so because I figured out this trick, I don't know if you saw that, I put it on social media a couple months ago, but I figured out this trick with my key truck that the sides of the truck like the the bed opens up to a flat bed, all the the bacteria right. and the two sides will come off real easy. But the two sides I can take off and I can put them on the tailgate and use them as a ramp to drive yes. things up. And so I, since I figured that trick out, um, I just drove my snowblower up into the truck when I was done doing my driveway. Went over and helped my father in law and, and did that, and then we did some more the next. So day. the snowblower and and forgive me if I'm uh, naive about this, it's self propelled. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It'd be too heavy otherwise. Um, yeah, so it's you're basically just walking behind it, right? It's uh, it's kind of like a self-propelled lawnmower, but instead of it cutting grass, it's got a big auger. A two, it's a two-stage oh. auger. There's like a like one that rotates um, horizontal, and then one that's vertical that shoots the snow up, uh, like a like a screw, you know. And you can you can change the direction that it shoots the snow out. Mine is a I got a pretty big one. It's a 28-inch wide blade. Um, oh, that's a good size. Yeah, my last one was 24, and it just wasn't big enough for the where they plow the end of the driveway in, you know. just wasn't big enough. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, it was like an extra 50 bucks to get that. You know, I was like, all right, do it. But so it's got several gears, Bill, um, and usually they have reverse on them as well, although most people just drag it. Um, but if, if it's stuck in the snow, you know, it's just two slow-turning wheels and, and this auger that, that spits the... Now, when, when they do the street plowing... Does that just all go up on your driveway? Yes, that's the problem. Is So the front of your driveway gets, like, plowed in because they can't stop and lift their plow every, you know, every driveway. It just wouldn't, they wouldn't be able right, to do Right, the plow, right. but the city snow blowing, they will not put it in front of your driveway. Those guys can stop the snow blowing from going. They'll, they'll just shoot it onto your lawn. Right, well, we don't, yeah, we, where I live, there's no city snowblower guy. It's just the plow. Oh, really? Because there's no sidewalk in my house. Oh, no. So, oh, for us, no, no, this for us, it's a, it's a, like a giant tractor. Like oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen those. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're scary. You could, you could walk yeah. into the auger. Like you could just like walk yes. into it. Yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah. Um, yes. They, they don't go by where I live. We just have plows. But I've seen there okay. are some of those. Like the town owns them for other, like for parking lots and stuff. You know. Okay. But um, yeah. But yeah, so I was I was doing that. But but besides, I you know losing some shop time to snow blowing, which is my. Well, it is definitely my least favorite chore, but I was like, I was telling my wife, she's like, well, how's the new snowblower? And I was like, you know, if I got it 15 years ago, I wouldn't appreciate it as much as I do now. But man, <laughs> man, do I appreciate it now. Right. Um, and I was, I love that I was able to bring it over and help my father-in-law out. Um, and then as far as the workshop goes, I finished the the order of the thousand tanks that we, the guinea pig tanks that were shipped to England are probably arriving this week. Um so that's exciting. Yeah, that's that's they're all out, and it'll be fun to do a little campaign with them when they're ready to launch. Uh, I already put a link to their website on guineapigtanks.com, and so for UK customers to go, and they're going to do the same over there. And uh, so I, 
I haven't had to make any tanks for a few days, which is nice. And I have a whole ton of guitars going. I have four client builds I'm working on. Um, and then I have three guitars that... I was like, while I'm doing it, I'm going to just like do a whole bunch. I had these three necks that I had done a while ago, and I never made bodies for, mm -hmm. so I developed a new design that I have to name uh, still, and uh, I'm doing a couple of those, plus this other design I've been working on. So I have seven guitars going uh, on the bench, plus an, actually like an eighth, um, because I cut a second of one of the other ones, and uh, but that one's kind of put on the back burner and then i have uh these these vintage guitars i've been messing around with i have one of those that i'm doing a little rebuild on um so i'm yeah, i'm pretty knee deep in stuff <laughs> so you should Love seasonally it. name your new design maybe the snowblower no i'm not going to name it after something I, like as horrible as <laughs> snowblowing yeah w what about I feel the, like, the winter uh, the last name of a really like important friend Oh, would be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I did. I named the last model. I named after Lutz. Yeah, you're right. That was a yeah. good idea. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let me think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jackman? Does that work? <laughs> mm, you know what? Mm, no. No. I don't think so. I think that would be counterproductive to sales. People you know, are like Jackman. Honestly, <laughs> you can call it the PP. You know, honestly, because I just well, learned this about four. your name, that you're, the Pinsky means from Pinsk, the yeah. city, um, like Minsk, which is, uh, not Bel was that Belarus? No. Um, Belarus, yeah. Belarus. Um, I have one of my models is named the New Belarusian. Well, it was originally called the Belarusian, then I changed it. And because I, I, I designed it with that that terrifying angle grinder blade <laughs> that that company in Belarus oh, yes. makes. Um, Speed Graph, I think they were called. And I, and I, I love the, the blade. Company, and Speed Cutter is the Speed thing, Cutter, yeah. yeah. Graph Speed Cutter. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's not for the faint at heart, but it's it's useful. <laughs> I carved a you know what? I it. agree with you. Those cutters are terrifying, but the they do have a good product, which was the the diamond metal cutter, which yeah. I actually do use. So it's, it's an, like a normal abrasive disc wears out. Right. This stays its size the entire time, which I love. Yeah, they do get dull eventually, but they last longer than. Yeah, the but at least far. they're they're the same size their entire life. You're right. not like trying to cut something with this little the nub one of a circle. Disc. I know, I do that all the time. Yeah. It's not too cheap to change it. <laughs> I, I could get a little more. I could get a little more. Using out of it this to the one. paper. <laughs> yeah, but uh, too funny. But yeah, so when I I made the I designed that body uh, and the original Belarusian with their tool, and so I just named it the Belarusian, and then I went and I modify the design but I, I called it the new Belarusian so I, I could see a min a Minsk or a Pinsk rather. Or a or a Pinsk probably Pinsk. Seems. Yeah, I could see Stay a Pinsk, Pinsk in that in that yeah. series. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Suck on potential. that boots. Um so Whoa, 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 I'm here rooting for you. <laughs> really? Okay. Um awesome. Uh okay, so what have I been up to? just an eclectic mix of super weirdness so uh one of the burners on our uh, on our stovetop so i don't have an oven and a stove as one unit as most normal humans have our house uh belonged to uh, a religious jewish family and so mm. they have a stovetop that's on a counter mm -hmm. and two separate ovens because you have to keep milk and meat separate uh we are not religious so we only use one of those ovens uh i don't think we've ever used the bottom one 
And the stovetop only has two burners. The other side is like one of those... Uh, Riddle? Gr- yeah, well, it's like a grill, actually. So it's like... It, it's got cast iron... Anyways, it's an electric grill. It sucks. We've never used it ever. And so we're basically only ever using two burners. And one of those burners failed. So we are... Um, we're refinancing our mortgage. It is weird. Inside baseball stuff. But... Uh, we are refinancing our mortgage this summer and doing renovations, and we're going to be basically gutting the kitchen and uh, and nice. redoing. And, and so we'll be getting a proper stove and oven and all that stuff. But in the meantime, are you go electric I, or gas? Uh, we're going to probably. St- I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't decided yet because we have natural gas in our house, so we could. Oh, we if could you do, gas. it's not a big deal then if you already have it. Yeah, yeah, but, yep. we, we already have. You know, the, the new so electric stoves better are, than electric. It is if you're a serious cook, but the new electrics are a lot better than the old electrics. They heat up instantly now, and you know, yeah, the, the convection tops and whatever yeah. the induc- induction induction stove tops. Yeah. We're we're amateur cooks though, anyways. Like we we just do it for if you're just cooking dinner, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, we're cooking dinner. Yeah. Anyways, it's up to my wife. Whatever she wants, I don't care. Um, but all to say. Uh, the, all this stuff is original to the house. So it's like 40 years old. And this stovetop, to replace it, there's nothing that can replace it. You have to buy a used replacement. Yeah. And so yeah. I looked at it, and it was like five or $600 to replace this for a used piece of crap. To replace this piece of crap. So I was like, mm-mm, I'm going to be fixing this thing. So I took it all apart. And uh, it's not that many pieces, but there's like covers inside of covers. And I saw inside the terminal block so your burner basically has a male two prong that goes into right, a that's, female that's the heating burner. element right the heating yeah. element right so that goes into a terminal yeah. block and so i looked in there and it just wasn't making any contact and it was no good so i looked it up and they had one at canadian tire a perfect replacement for 12 bucks for 12 nice bucks, mm. well you know, done like, dude jackpot so I had a question because all of the wiring inside my existing stovetop and the wiring that was in this new terminal block was aluminum. And, uh, and the wires were too short, so I had to splice them to make them longer. And I asked my best friends here, because I've always heard you can't mix aluminum and copper wiring, and I guess that just means in a house, not for I, this purpose. I don't – I think what you're thinking of is you can't mix uh, – in plumbing, you can't have steel – up against copper because it causes um, chemical reactions. Uh, no, th- that'll galvanize and rust. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but I thought in a home wiring environment, you were, anyways, whatever. It works. So what I did was um, initially it comes with, uh, what's it called again? You know, the twisty connectors? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like like Moretz, right? Come yeah. Wire nuts, right? Yeah. So it came with wire, wire nuts. nuts and I was like, wire nuts inside here? Mm-mm. So I have like a set of I don't know, like mains electrical parts and things that you can use. So it's got these crimp connectors. Yep. So I used there two. Let's a it's a coupler basically. So I used coupler and then I have got a crimper that crimps them on. Yep. And I pulled on it tight to make sure it wasn't going anywhere. And uh, and it took me a good three hours to fix this because as you plug in that whole unit slots into basically looks like a double outlet, and I guess I mixed up where a couple of them go which is always a case for whenever you're going to fix anything, take pictures take before pictures, you take it yeah. apart, yeah. Uh, which is easy now because we all have smartphones. So what I was doing at the end was I got you my just, multimeter out. You just out. used up a tip there, pal. Oh, sorry. I know. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember we used to have to draw stuff? Like I would like like take apart, like I'd be like fixing the rear brakes on my car and I'd have to stop and draw everything. 
Oh know? wait, what about putting little pieces of tape on every wire and numbering them and? That's yeah, that's I, a good one too. Yeah. Uh, another good one is if we're doing all our tips right now. Anyway, is if you are taking apart something complicated, like do draw it out, but then take all the little screws and then take a little piece of scotch tape and screw them to where they belong to on the diagram. So when you go to put it back, you take the exact right screw yeah. to go right in the exact right place. Yeah. Um, since we're ruining those things. But what I did to fix this thing in the end was I had my multimeter out and I was sticking it in and I was turning on the element and I was seeing which one was activating the, the 240. And after an hour of not understanding why it wasn't working, I realized that uh, because the, the heating element I was trying to fix was getting 20 volts of 8C and it should have been getting like 245. Somehow, I didn't tighten down the connector at the prong that goes into the 240-volt outlet and so it wasn't closing the circuit. Anyways, long story short, I am a hero. I fixed this. You are $12 a hero. $12 awesome, instead dude. of 600 and my wife was very happy, as was I. Excellent. Yeah, and the chessboard I made no progress on. Uh, and actually, if we're gonna, tying us back to our, our our new sponsor, I last night I went out while it was snowing to snow blow, be on uh, on my ice rink. Right, so once it got to about four or five inches, it'll overflow, and then to try to snow blow it, it's it's very difficult. Okay. And you also don't want the, the snow to rest on it; otherwise, it'll crystallize. Right, and freeze. So I went up there. Bad. Yeah, I was going to ask. Harder. Do you have a lot of happy customers now that it got cold enough? Anybody calling you with problems, or is everything going okay? Um, the way it works is no news is good news. Exactly, exactly. So right. So if good. I don't hear from them, it's going fine. And if yep. it's not, don't call me. Yeah, don't call me. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, it's not that. No, you don't need to leave a review. You know, <laughs> just go away. Yeah, right. I mean, if it if you can't get an ice ring to work at minus twenty degrees, yeah, this may not be for you. you gotta turn the hair dryer off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this just maybe isn't for you because it's yeah. really at minus twenty. Like you really, you cannot mess. No, up. I could probably. Ask so, it what's the warmest you can actually utilize uh, this thing? Really, like you shouldn't be doing it below the minus five. Uh, hey Siri, convert minus five Celsius to Fahrenheit. Minus five. Yeah, so like twenty degrees Fahrenheit mm. is really like when it's going to start to work for you. Well, yeah, but you can. Like once it's frozen and you have a good few inches. I mean, how deep are these? Like four inches, five inches, four inches. Yeah. yeah. Once you have a good solid ice, if you got a nice thirty-five degree day, you could go out there and skate and get a little slushy on you and have fun. But yeah, you know, you, if it the gets. The thing is, is like if it was a, a city outdoor rink, I'd agree with you because oh, you then you wouldn't have to be the one to have to fix it. Right, and it's but also then, it's ten, it's inches of, <laughs> ten inches of ice on one of those too. Whereas if you go through the four inches, you could rip the tarp. Yeah. But don't the yeah, city you're not going to have... go through the four inches. But what you're going to do is you're just going to create gouges and uh, all kinds of crap on the surface of that ice. It's just it's, yeah. then you got to fill it in, you got to patch it up. It's just it's not fun. So what yeah. I do is when it's when it's going to be like in the 30s, guys, it's not working today. Sorry, and then I'll wait until it's you know back in the 20s for them to use it. So to fix it, wouldn't you just have to go out when it's really cold and run the hose on it for a few minutes, basically? Yeah, but then it takes longer to freeze. So, like for yeah. example, um, if all I'm doing is surfacing because we skated on it that day, and it's you, it's like a little film coat of water, and that's enough uh. to fill in any of the skate gouges or anything like that. But then if you've got something like deeper, like an inch, you need like 24 hours for it to freeze hard enough. Picture your 
you're sanding your piece of wood. You know what I mean? Or and then you're or you're you're putting polyurethane in a piece of wood. and There's a gouge in it. You can eventually fill that gouge in with polyurethane, but it's a lot harder it when it's a big gouge, and not just a you know. So technically, a zamboni is basically a thickness planer. It's more um, like a thickness adder. It's, um, yeah, it it's almost like a. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would think it would be more like a drum sander in that essence, but it's it's adding instead of like but, removing. But what I'm saying is, yeah. if I got serious gouges, I run the wood through the thickness planer to get those out. If it's if it's little scratches, then I can do it by hand. You know, it's uh, it's uh, fillable primer. Fillable <laughs> primer. That's yeah. That yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're building up layers. It's more yeah. it's like Bondo. Huh. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's warm water, thought, so it just melts that scraper, top layer a little know, bit. So it's actually... No, never mind. The, thing, constant, yeah. the more you know. I'm, I'm going yeah. to go out on a limb here, but seeing how I had to explain the snowblower to you, and now we're explaining Zamba, you're Basically, you're just never going to understand <laughs> unless you <Yeah>. actually <laughs> retire and move somewhere where it's snowy and you can see this stuff happen. I know all I this have, is at just work, foreign. At work, I have a, a... It's a little machine. It's like a... You ride on it. It's electric, and it basically it buffs floors, like a gymnasium floor mm-hmm. or something like that, right? We have one of those. It doesn't work anymore, but we all refer to that as the Zamboni because that's what it kind of looks right. like. You know? Yeah, it feels you like drive it. back and forth really slow, and it's it's got water, and it sucks up the water, and it scrubs in the front, and it's just... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, like they drive around the box stores. There's always a guy driving around one of those. That's the scrubber, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. basketball court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was saying that because um, I actually did use my uh, my Isotunes links. What I do is I put on my hat and then I put my earmuffs on there, and uh, and I connect it to my phone. And on the B and I, what we're listening to is later we're mixing up all the segments right now. But um, the BBC released all of the Lord of the Rings uh, as a radio show, basically. Interesting. Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. And uh, and it's really good. Like, the music is not fantastic, but the voice acting is like next level. It's really really good. Uh, and, are they and are so they older I, or are they new? I think they're older. Yeah, but not I, like I mean the books are from 1937. So, right. Uh, but the but the recording quality is excellent, and yeah. so I think it's on SoundCloud. But uh, but I was I was listening to it and like it just sort of holds your place. So I go out for half an hour, I snowblow, and I can still hear the podcast perfectly. It's great. And, uh, and snowblowing is only half the equation. You have to broom and shovel after yeah. that. Uh, and then I did it again this morning because it continued to snow through the night. Uh, so I got to listen to it again. And then I was listening to it in the car, too. So I, Lord of the Rings, if anyone hasn't heard of that. Um, can, can, I, <laughs> can I digress since we're apparently we're a half hour in? We're obviously not going to actually do anything topic-related this episode. <laughs> Um, can I can I just digress a little bit on uh, Lord of the Rings because I just recently watched the three movies the no you right, didn't right. no the hot well, like the, ten hours of television I I, yeah. I, I did I watched um, not the not the hot like the the ones with Frodo not the ones with Bilbo but the yeah, like so right. that's Lord, well, of the the Lord of the Rings the Lord of the Rings the trilogy, not the, the trilogy yeah right. and yeah. Um, I it's okay you know I'm like I wasn't what. What? I, <laughs> I know. I know. That's why. But so here's my question. Who is the hero of the story? I mean, obviously, there's several hero characters. It's Aragorn. Which, no. one's he, which one's he, the long hair guy? 
Yeah. He's the king who it's, returns, uh, but you're going to say that it's Frodo. No. Or maybe even Samwise no, Gamgee. I say, I'm going to say it's Sam. Yeah, I feel like it's, okay, it's thank absolutely you. Absolutely Sam. 100%. Nobody ever talks about Sam. Sam is the hero. Hands down, 100%. He's the yeah. hero. Frodo. Nothing would have Fro- happened without Sam. Yeah. Sam's a guy, he, he, everything that Frodo yeah. was able to accomplish was only because Sam was there to help him make him accomplish it. Frodo was like a hack, man. He was like useless. No, but he was the only one who could withstand the effects of the rings because Sam could not have worn the ring. I would like to see uh, Sam he, try. He could, but he didn't have the physical strength to make it from point A to point B without Sam. Yeah. Right. So, the, so it wasn't the walk to Mordor that wore out Frodo. It was wearing the ring and right. being I, I do understand assailed that. by it. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, correct. But let me ask you this, Phil, just real quick. Had Sam left... When Frodo and Gollum went up to get messed up by the spider, if he not when he found the Limbus, right? Yeah. Like, mm. Darn that Gollum! I knew it. Okay, had he not gone back, would Frodo have made the journey? Would he have finished his quest? Frodo with, wouldn't with have gotten song? out of the no, no, no. Shire if it no. wasn't for Sam. He would have still Amen. been. Amen. First movie, he was already screwing up, getting lost in the woods. I, I agree with you, but the reason that it's called the Fellowship is because it actually requires everybody. To, to fill a, to fill a role to a- fill a absolutely part. so the hero of the story is is the, the community Could even be right? it was the community of these people come of Middle Earth coming together to fight the evil hmm. right it was not yeah. one he it could not be one hero one hero but if would there was a hero enough. of the story if there was a hero if of it, the story Sam if you have to if you, you, you guys you, are just Rudy fans no but listen yes that is true <laughs> <laughs> but if, I mean if you um if you you know you, you Super Bowl's coming up right. One team wins, one team loses. Couldn't team one together, but there's always an MVP. So I, I, instead of calling him a hero, let's just call Sam the MVP. MVP. I like that. That's you're actually calling, way more accurate. You're calling Samwise Gamgee Tom Brady. No, I, I like Sam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you're in New England. <laughs> no, he's just easy to hate because he's so good at everything and handsome. Right. I just think it's, <laughs> you know I mean, what? No, I don't I really I follow I American football. Yeah. I don't really follow American football. Um, but I'm so more impressed with that? Tom Brady now that I found out that he's married to Giselle. You're not more impressed with him that he got traded and took that team to took the a, Super Bowl a, the, the very team? year he was started right. with them? That's like, if no, there's any I'm question about that whether he, he really was to the Giselle, one of the most beautiful women on the planet, and she's one of the nicest people on the planet, and they've been married for like 12 years, and they have three children. Good story. I just saw this on some... There's a, so somebody does a uh, somebody does a video. It's uh, from Vogue magazine, I believe. It's called "75 Questions," right? So they just they just hi Giselle, how are you? And he starts just asking all these questions and it's 75 questions. It takes like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and that's where I learned all of that. So that's just that's just. That's Do you know she's terrific. from Brazil? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tim, you say things now. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, excuse me for interrupting the Lord of the Rings conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a new level With, of nerdiness for this podcast. I don't think it's the same level, frankly. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we've plumbed any depths here. <laughs> Why? Because we shifted from Lord, from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation to did Lord I, of the Rings. Did I, <laughs> since we're screwing up the order, did, did I tell you that I'm watching Battlestar Galactica again? <laughs> Good for Amazing. you. Amazing. How That's, good, right? I, yeah. It's you know what? It's I can't believe how I'm into it I am the second time. I was like, ah. Yeah. I was like, I kinda wouldn't mind seeing it again. And it's still because you just you can't remember everything. And then you're like, oh yeah. And you know. 
Yeah, so we've done it twice so far, so I think we're about we're and it's been a couple years. I think we're gonna we're gonna hit you it do. up again. And so when I just watched it recently was my third time, and like I got yeah. so much more out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's you can tell it was written as a compl- like it wasn't like like they finished season one, then they got the contract for season two. They all those seasons were written together, like they because they're already foreshadowing season the end of season four in like episode yeah. three already. They're foreshadowing. It. Yeah, like they had it all planned out, you know, which I like but too. That's- that's good, you right? Know, like that's that's yeah. good television, right? Yeah. That's good writing. Yeah, is to assume. Right, I didn't know that, it was for, the first time I watched it. That was it. the beginning of that was the beginning of getting away from the Hollywood producing of good shows like that. That was a mm-hmm. sci-fi original, right? Um, was it? I don't. I don't remember. I think it was. Hmm. Might have been. I don't know. Yeah, it might have been. But for me, been. it was really the beginning of the golden age of television, the, the, as far the, as long form new, storytelling. Yeah. 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 Uh, again, breaking away from that big corporation evilness of Hollywood. See? Yeah. Mm. Great. Now we're not going to get any Hollywood sponsors either. You're <laughs> you're just on a roll today. <laughs> Look, if if you want to define yourself and prove me right as being big and evil, that's your problem. But if you want to be big and 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 helpful to the community, reclaimed audio. Um, then we'll take big corporations, but you have to show love. That's all I'm saying. I want to see love. Yeah. I don't want to see the, the horrible stuff. Yeah. I don't want to see horrible stuff either, specifically. Um, yeah. So are we are we going to do any any of the topic, or what do you think? Yeah, I think we should. Let's, 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 uh, why don't you explain okay. the topic, and then we'll wrap it all up. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the, well, no, the but, show but, topic okay. is... Can I just say that maybe maybe this will be kind of a fun experiment we've never tried before. Let's explain the topic and then invite listeners to, to chime in with their, their things. And then maybe next week could be, instead of us telling our stories, we might have some emailed into it, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. That would be cool. That would be cool. So uh, the topic title is All That Glitters Is Not Gold. Write that down. I'm writing that right You get uh, bonus points for knowing who that who sang that song. Everyone knows. Oh, you, should, you should be embarrassed if you don't know that. Even obviously. Knows. No, no, I'm asking the, you. Oh, uh, the monkeys, right? <laughs> Aha, I knew. I knew you didn't know. <laughs> Zeppelin. Anyways, uh, uh, so essentially what I'm saying is with that title is that we all watch YouTube videos, we all consume them like crazy, and what we see is. Everybody has these amazing shops full of, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars worth of tools, um, and and so it almost comes into our head that like you need that in order to make anything, and I, I don't think that's necessarily true. If we go back to, you know, uh, and I, I quote it all the time, but Izzy Swan's fifty dollar wood shop, and like there's been a lot of people who've done, you know, versions of that. Um, DIY with Rick just did a version with that. He just started with like a handsaw, maybe that, and and like a can of paint, and he's doing something similar to that that uh, YouTube channel that I that I recently recommended, which is called Woodworking Monetized. And so like he's sort of building up from nothing. The the guy's got a saw stop and a full garage full of tools, but he went into his uh, basement, pulled out of the box the Christmas tree saw as he called it, and he made one of those uh, blanket ladders sold it and now he's going to start to show how you can build up from like literally nothing an eight dollar saw and scrap wood uh from a pallet how to 
you know, build up to make money enough to buy some tools and to, you know, expand your, your tool collection. Yeah, that's, so I, that's I pretty love good that. stuff I, right there. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I always love that. And, and for me, uh, the, the blanket ladder that he made uh, was a piece of crap. But... I think it, it it could have been much better had he taken the exercise a little bit more seriously. Um, but Izzy always makes amazing stuff with very limited tools. This woodworking monetized makes great stuff with very limited tools, and uh, and Rex Kruger only makes things with with uh, hand tools. And he did a great video. I think it came out today with a blanket chest that he made. It's called a six board chest. Mm. And he talks about the fact that when he went switched over from. Uh, power tools to hand tools all of a sudden he sucked he was no good at woodworking and that's because hand tools require um a different level of a different type of different skill set and of you skills. need to build that up yeah, yeah, yeah because you know power tools have uh ball bearings that you can ride against they've got fences that you can ride against they've got stops that you can ride against so it's very different hand tools aren't like that i'm not saying you have to switch over to all hand tools but i am saying that for minimal money you can be making and you don't need to look at these videos as anything other than inspiration for the kind of projects you can take on and you can take Absolutely. them on with just about any tool set you know, I, here, here's a, here's a challenge for anybody in, instead of even going out and buying tools unless you have no tools right watch a jimmy video watch a bob claggett watch watch any of the, the the guys out there that are making that have a they're set up they got they got shops right Make what they made, use what you have, and see what how it comes out. You'll surprise yourself on how well you can recreate. Even a bandsaw box. You can make a bandsaw box without a bandsaw. It can be done. Hmm. I will, just, I'll take it, your challenge one step further. Don't make it once. Make it three times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're going to see that, that that first time you're like, oh, wow, that was really hard. You're going to see you're going to make that third time. You're like, wow, that was really easy. Yeah, well, and you're gonna. What you're gonna do is you're gonna you're going to improvise. It's like, well, I don't. Again, I'll just use a bandsaw box as, a, as an example. You're gonna improvise. It's like, well, I don't have a bandsaw, but how can I? Maybe like I, one of my favorite videos Jimmy made. It was so quick. It was genius. Was a. Uh, he takes a little chunk of a log. He cuts it in half. He makes a pirate's chest out of it for somebody's wedding anniversary or whatever. It was, but it, it was fairly simple. That. But you can do that without a bandsaw. Figure it out, right? Do you have to carve it out? Do you have to use a chisel? I don't know what you got to do, but you can do it. Like you can burn you know, it out with fire. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Th- right, and and by doing that again, you're gonna learn to you're gonna learn to improvise. You're gonna learn to make do with what you have, and you might find out that you already have the skills you need to recreate these things that you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Here's here's where the rubber meets the road. So um, whiskey boxes, right? So I've made like a lot of them, like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of them, and I've made them with different tools because I started making them at a, at a point in what I had in my garage, which is very different than what I have now. So I've made the same item dozens and dozens of times with different tools. And, and I've discovered that actually making it more simply than I thought I needed to, I got a better result. I, you know, started off with things like I have to miter the corners. No, you don't. I, you know, I and, and that would make things infinitely more complicated. I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I've got a pin nailer now. I'm gonna tack this thing together. No, you don't. You know, like I went through so many different iterations of making the same item 
with different tools thinking that it would make it easier and faster when the truth is what made it easier and faster was just doing it right and the practice of doing it over and over again allowed me to have the experience to just make a better product. And, and it, I think it experience is the best will, tool. Right. It will clarify a lot of the questions that you might have too about tools like, you know what, I'm going to upgrade, I'm going to get me a better this. And then you come to find out if you force yourself to do it another way, it's like, actually, I don't really need that, but I need is a new sander. You know, I don't need a new table saw. My old one works fine for what I use it for, but I really want to upgrade my sander. And you won't find that out. And there's two ways to find that out. Start buying a bunch of tools and seeing which ones you don't really use. Mm -hmm. Or start doing things because you have to improvise and you have to adapt and see what it's like. You know what? I really don't need to buy this one thing. I thought I did. I don't. I'm able to do what I want with what I have. But this other part of that process, I really do need something better. That takes too much time if you're trying to batch out craft stuff, if you're trying to make, you know, whatever you're trying to do. It's like, yeah, I I would like to upgrade in this area as opposed to that area. You're not going to find that out unless you try. Don't think you got to sit there. And and this this is the old adage, right? Well, if I had all those tools... That's, that's yeah. such a cop-out, and it's a troll thing to say, mm. and, and that's why. It's because, well, you don't know that. We don't know that if you had all these tools, you still might not be capable of, of learning stuff, or you might be so capable that you don't even know you don't need all those tools. Just use what yeah. you've got. Just make it, and it'll get better and better. Yeah. I, I get a few of those, not a lot, but a few of those comments about you know people commenting on the, the tools in my shop. You know, like the oh, ten thousand dollars of tools to make a, you know, and um, my response is always that all these tools do is make it so I can do it faster. Like everything being done here can be done with twenty dollars worth of hand tools, just not as fast. Yep. You know. Right. Um. And, you know, there's another one. Um. I, I well, I blew Vance's mind the other day when we were talking about some of the different tools in the shop, and I said, well, they're all just motors that spin. And um. And then that he got that got I liked saying stuff like that to him. Then he starts saying he was like, yeah. And he said, well, what about that? He's like, yeah, it is just a, and it has the thing that it makes it go back and forth instead of round. And he's like, because <laughs> it's like, and then that that made me think about our friend Keith Decent, who um, he put a post up on social media a few weeks or a few months ago. He's just like, he's like, I just realized that ninety nine percent of woodworking is just pushing things. <laughs> and it is. It's just Speak, speaking of you know, Keith. Did you guys notice that he just posted? He's got some. It looks like a reciprocating saw, but it's some kind of a oh, carpet tufter. Yeah, it's a power tufting gun. For, I've seen yeah. them in action in India. Interesting. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's, you know what? I don't care what you say about Keith. The boy's an artist because he's what? that eccentric. You know what? I could make that if I had a power <laughs> I tufting love gun. Keith. I love Keith. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, literally every power tool is a spinning electric motor, yeah. right? Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, I, I feel like every single one is. What motor nope. doesn't spin? Every power tool is has a spinning motor. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, well, not pneumatic I mean, tools. I, I realize it's a bold claim, but prove me wrong. All right, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Soldering iron. That's not a power tool. That's not a power tool. Do you tool. plug it in? Does it have electrical power? It's a power tool. Otherwise, you'd be using a... Uh, hold on, hold on. Because before soldering irons, you had to put an iron actually in the fire. I was going to say... And use it. I was going to say woodworking tool, but then I was going to say, oh, yeah, uh, soldering iron is a wood burner. Wood burning. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, fine. But let's say... Let's look, say who just out, look who just out... Pedantic the pedant. <laughs> is, that, is that my claim to fame, being pedantic? Yeah. Um, um, okay. I, I believe your t-shirt motto is agree to disagree. 
That's true. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of cut from the same cloth there. Yeah. Oh, Bill's wearing it right remind now. Me, remind <laughs> me to burn the cloth. Um, okay, let's shift gears. Yeah. I want to hear about those uh, simple tools that you carry every day that make your life easier um, in the shop. My, I'll go because mine's just simple. Um, I've been doing maintenance pretty much my whole life. It's what I, I do. I used I, to have. I know what you're about to say, and I love this. This is. Yeah. I was going to point it out. I used to have. <clears throat> I used to have uh, suspenders holding the tool belt with everything I could possibly do, and it got down just a regular tool belt with no suspenders, and it got down to like a pouch on the side. <laughs> and now I do 99% of everything I do at work, I can do with a multi-tool or and my EDC every day, no matter what, is, is a pocket knife. And I, I collect pocket knives. But my multi-tool is in my locker when I get to work. If I know I might need it, that's the tool I use to do most repairs. Um, and every day, it's a pocket knife. A pocket knife is everything. So, hmm. But, in, but in, the, in the shop, do you have like one of those like, go-to tools that's always within arm's reach like a yeah. special yeah. measuring tool or something like that yep my my i have uh, almost everything i work on instead of a tape measure i have a, a three foot aluminum oh, ruler, yeah. yardstick oh yep and that is my go-to measuring device for almost everything i still use my tape measure and i have longer ones but that aluminum ruler I use it for everything. I use it to reach things if I have to. If I, uh, it's a straight edge. It's a. Uh, it's just everything. I love that. That's that's. In fact, I have two or three of them. But basically, it's a it's aluminum yardstick. Yeah. Hmm. Almost a, almost a modern day story stick. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a story stick you can use for multiple stories. <laughs> oh my God! I think we just came I up bet- with the new square, the squarey. <laughs> the squarry squick I love it <laughs> stop it you're both scary uh, what me. about you Tim um this, you know I was thinking of it like I had a couple things I thought about like there's the obvious like the ice pick and um no offense to Mr. Duressa but it's not the Duressa ice pick I have one with the um the wooden round ball hand, like the all one. the all yeah oh a scratch all yeah, uh, yeah I have, it's a scratch all that I use that I have sharpened like an ice pick um that I use because um, it has that big ball on it that I can hold, but uh, I find myself more often than not using my chin to push it in. Like where I'll be holding two things together with the two hands and holding the <laughs> I'm all. I'm sorry, hold on. And then I can just push. <laughs> I just hit it with my chin, and I just make my little mark where I need to. So, huh? Was your nickname Hammerhead as a kid? <laughs> I don't use my forehead, and it would hurt if I was using the duress ice pick banging my head or my chin against that little piece of brass. But it has that big wooden ball on the end, so I just give it a little push with my chin um that's almost exactly it yeah but i sharpened mine up like really sharp uh actually that looks pretty mm. sharp yeah. yeah yeah it's a great tool mm. and then the other the other one i i i uh i mean i always have my tape measure of course but um my digital calipers i i love having those so much that i um i made a little belt clip for them with a magnet and oh, a little, yeah i made a video about that a while back and yeah, so I, I, I um i don't always carry it around because what i want to do is i actually want to get a um they, they're six inches long right and i want to i'm sure someone makes a three inch long one um i want one that's only three inches long that i can then work because the six inch long one i'm always worried about i'm gonna bang it or bend it or something because it's like hanging on my belt but if I have a three inch long one i can hang that off my belt or put it in my top pocket um and then hmm. that's got me thinking about it's not the next square but i have this other tool idea kind of based on that because there's some things that the 
the digital calipers don't do for me and they don't need to be digital and I have some ideas that um, I haven't gotten around to like sketching out yet but I, I have a little measuring tool I want to make that um, a little more complicated than the square because it has moving parts but hopefully someday I'll get to that let okay. me know if you need any help thanks I um, I do use Jimmy's ice pick a lot for like the most random things sometimes to reach things sometimes to clean out my glue bottle uh, definitely to um, mark for where I want to be able to uh, almost like a punch but I use it in soft wood so uh... <laughs> subtle <laughs> it's like a loot in a china shop um <laughs> Yeah, so I use it for, you know, just, uh, you know, making a little indentation in wood so that when my drill bit doesn't wander, yep. uh, similar to what you use a scratch all for, uh, um, all kinds of things. I, I always keep it sort of hanging right next to my workbench, and it's great. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, measuring tools that I really like. I have this, yeah, that's that's the one. I have this, um, this little six-inch um, square thingy, but... It's made by Mozcraft, and I'm not endorsing it because I'm, whatever, being paid to or anything. I just, they sent me a bunch of stuff, and that's the one that I use the most. It's aluminum, it's tiny, it's red, and it's got an edge so that you can uh, reference off of it. It's really good. Um, and I have to give a shout-out right now to uh, Daniel, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Quiroz. Um, he made me a... Um, a marking knife, the most beautiful marking knife I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's stunning, and it's made from an old saw blade and mesquite, and it's stunning. And I was not expecting it. It just showed up in the mail one day with this typed-up three-page letter, and I was completely blown away. But I've been using it on projects recently, and it's it's a marvel. Like, it's really beautiful. I had this marking knife before, but it was a uh, cheap piece of crap. This thing is, like... A beautiful tool, a stunning work of art, and I'm so grateful. So cool. Thank you, Daniel. That's awesome. I reached out to him on Facebook, but he didn't reply to my message. I don't think he read it. So hopefully he listens and hears that. Nice. And then this is where we open it up to uh, tell us. E- email info at Reclaimed Audio Podcast with your, um, like, just simple little thing. It's not your saw stop or your CNC, but what's that one little thing you just kind of can't live without in the shop? Yeah. That's what I want to hear about. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's um, let's do this. Let's our, do our weekly tip segment. Bump a bum. Sponsored by ISO. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Bring it in. Yeah, we gotta do it obviously officially. So you would say, and now for our weekly tip segment sponsored by ISO Tunes, then I'll do the. So you. Okay. 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 Uh, and now our weekly tip segment sponsored by ISO Tunes. <laughs> Man, are we! Oh, we got smooth. the butter trumpet going on. I like that. That was pretty smooth. That was really good. Um, okay, so back to bees nass. Of course, uh, I just want to mention again: reclaimed ten, which is the coupon code that you can use on isotunes.com, and uh, and that gives you ten dollars off anything except for accessories. So any of the actual, you know, hearing protection, uh, the OSHA, uh, you know, uh, certified hearing protection, super important. Uh, and just remember, you're not you're not just supporting us. You're not just supporting Isotunes. You're you're completing the circle. You're supporting the community. So, have at it, boys and girls. 
the circle, a circle of trust. You want to be in that circle. <laughs> Is it a Venmo? That's not like, where I was going. I was really, thinking it's more, more of like a, a hula hoop, but that's just where my mind really, works. It's a circle that makes up a chain. You know? A link. It's a, a link. round, linky chain. An isotunes link in the chain. That's Think of it nice. like the Rottweiler uh, um, chain collar thing that you, because Danny has one. Are you trying the to lose collar, our sponsor yeah. on the first week, yeah. guys? Come on, just. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, weekly tip segment. So not only are we going to give you ours, but I want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from you guys your tips and tricks. So email them, either by tippity typing them or. Uh, record them and then emailing them to ice, uh, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. So, and, uh, this week's. There might be some good motivation for you all. Uh, stay tuned because you sending us tips might might be more beneficial than you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good threat? foreshadowing. Sounds Episode like a threat. Four. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he meant that in a positive way, probably, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, okay. I did. I also like how Tim has been frozen in the same position for about three minutes now. Oh, have I really? No, yeah, it's and you just always do it in such a. All right, who's got the tip? <clears throat> the um, tip. I feel we gave some of them away, but you probably have another one, Tim. Um, I do. I have a couple. Um, should I give a good one? Because I have a couple that are like kind of small. But this no, is no, no. A, give the horrible what? one. Okay. Yeah, give horrible a good one. one. Soap and water. Start off with a bang, and then we'll just build from there. <laughs> my my yeah. horrible one is soap and water. Like, the, the, don't underestimate the power of soap and water before you go busting out the buffing wheel. That was just a lesson I learned this week. Um, just yeah. try cleaning stuff before you get all carried away with refinishing it. Um, but the, the tip Especially I had... saw blades. Yeah, yeah. Makes a difference. That's, that's actually a really good tip. Clean your saw blade with soap and water and a toothbrush or something, you know? Yeah. Um, before you go throwing it away and buying a new one, because a lot of times it's just the pitch from the wood that gums them up. Exactly. But um, the the tip I was going to mention was um, I wanted to joint a really warped piece of pallet wood that was about you know like a four foot long runner, you know. Um, and I don't I don't want to do it on the jointer because it was like really warped and it would like take forever. So you you know you start on the table saw and so I was going to go get the sled out and you know and, and and put it on a sled so I could get the one straight edge and all that. And I realized that I didn't have to. The whole the whole problem with trying to joint on the table saw is that the fence isn't the length of the board. So all you need is a fence that's the length of the board. So I grabbed my four-foot level, which is the same length as the board, and I put that up against my my table fence with my warped board with the curves on the middle of it, you know? So now both ends of the board are touching. You know, if you picture like a rainbow, it's like the rainbow feet were, were touching my, le- my level. And I slid my level along with this piece of wood. I kept them together as I slid them through my table saw, and then that gave me the, the straight edge parallel to the level which was parallel to the fence and then i could just take all that away and flip the board over and flip it so all you need to do is just basically extend your fence that's yeah, it I, I i do that all the time as opposed to making a clamp board which a lot of people do yeah. um yeah. depending upon how big the piece of wood is if you got a larger piece of wood you it's just need to do that long. just yeah get something that's straight that you can push hold them together and push through exactly. little pieces. You want to clamp it onto a straight piece of wood and run that piece of wood through. But yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I like that. Cause I, yeah, I do it, that. I, I four sided a, um, a piece of ash. Um, mm-hmm. it was like a two by four piece of ash, uh, almost exactly oh. two by four. And I four sided, there was nails in one side. So I had to avoid that, but I four sided it to a one and a half inch stick 
um, it was just by using nothing but the table saw, and it was dead to right. It was square on all four sides, like with the yeah, you know, yep. put the square on it. Well done. That's a great and tip. A variation of that tip is um, either a track saw or a homemade uh, guide for oh, a circular saw. That's how I saw. used to do it. Yeah, yeah. Before I had yeah. a table saw. Yeah. Right, and I and I like that because it's super simple, super easy to use. And, uh, and I don't have a four. It ties in with our topic today too. These are you don't need all these expensive yeah. ways to do things. There are simple shop tricks and tips that you can make it done, make it happen. You know, it's like I'll I would say. What I love, I love that you can do things, the same thing, different ways. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I like mean, there I, is I have no a, right answer. I have a jointer and I love it, but it's like sometimes just easier to do it like that. You know. Yeah. But um, agreed. As I was starting to say, as uh, you know, as long as I have my solid gold house and my solid gold rocket car, I don't need anything else. That's right. That's the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking Elton John, but no, he's the guy rocket who man. sold, who sued Krusty Land Studios. Um, we have a couple, couple reviews. Do we? Yeah. We've got one American. We have one from Sweden. Hmm. And uh, well, uh, we have one from Bolivia, actually. Uh, from John made it, um, and yeah, it just look at says this guy traveling during a pandemic. Yeah, in Bolivia, I don't know. I don't know how he how he gets away with it, but um, you'll see in quarantine. But he just wrote B two, and I'm not quite sure I understand what that means. Doesn't so. matter. It's five star. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then we have one from uh, Claus Creations in Sweden, um, and it is called. It's five stars, of course, which is why we're reading because that is the rule. We only read five star reviews. And we'll read them all. Um, the Banter Buddies. Living in a rural, ice-cold part of Sweden with just a couple of hours of daylight every day and this whole pandemic thing going on, there's a lot to be missed. Mostly hanging out with buddies. Listening to your banter every week while making stuff in the workshop makes me feel like I'm back in the years at my woodworking school and that brightens up my day. Thank you for that, for doing your part for something better and for an all-around great podcast. Cheers from Claus. That is the nicest... Aww. Thank you. He might as well be Santa Claus with his giving and loving as that was. Double uh, well, check spe- that wasn't addressed to us. That, maybe he sent that to the wrong podcast. Just double check. Oh, wait, what does it say? Making it. Oh, crap. Okay, never mind. Oh, uh, <laughs> makes sense. Foiled again. Yeah. <laughs> Cons, aren't it? Thank yeah. you very much, Klaus. That's very that nice. Was, yeah, that was really beautiful, man. I appreciate that. And it's it's nice. I love hearing that, especially when, I don't know why it should make a difference it's another country, but, but to me, it's just like even cooler when it's like another country, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like Canada. Well, we got one from this country. Should we read that? Please do. Go nuts. Uh, it's it's five-star review from Jimbo Jack. It says, uh, you keep asking, so I figured I'd deliver. I still haven't figured out how to globetrot like that other guy that <laughs> made it, but uh, I'll keep working on it. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter nice, where man. you're reading from. It's five stars. We love you, Jimbo Jack. Thank you, brother. Yes, thank you very much. Or sister. Yeah, don't assume. Jimbo Jack is probably... Probably a dude. It's good. I don't want. I don't want to assume. Okay. Um, what are we working on? Or no? What got our attention? Yeah. What grabbed your attention this week, Bill? I'll tell you what grabbed my attention, Phil. I finally cut the umbilical cord to the cable company. Oh. Good for that must you. Must been messy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. So we um, we we were going to do that and just go off of local channels. Over the air antenna, the air. And, yeah. and then the the um, different apps we have Hulu and Prime and mm. all that good stuff, 
but I, we discovered YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. YouTube TV gives you the local channels. It gives you the sci-fi channel and discovery and all the stuff that we really like without having to have 800 shopping channel channels. Um, YouTube TV, it's fairly affordable and it gives you a lot. You get you get on-demand unlimited or un- unlimited DVR, uh, an on-demand type thing because if, if I like, uh, let's say, Prodigal Son on this one channel... You can go back and watch past episodes. It's 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 awesome. So check out YouTube TV. It's it's one of many streaming services that are out there, but it offers the live TV for your local area. So interesting. I like that. Does that include YouTube Red so that you don't get any more ads while watching YouTube? <laughs> um, it does not that I'm aware of, but it's you should kind look of into a it. It probably deal. does. It might. Yeah. It might. I don't know. Which would mean I you could watch. Yeah, I don't. All, yeah. I don't mind ads because you know. We're all trying to make a make a little little something something. No, but we get money from YouTube Red as well. Yeah, if you if you watch my video on YouTube Red, I still get the equivalent of ad revenue from YouTube yeah. Red. So oh. it's like a, it's like a it's like a kind of socialist type thing. You know, so you guys are really like sharing. the oppressor of the poor. Then I just want to make sure we understand that. Hmm? What? What was in that? Anyway, drink? Uh, YouTube TV. We it feels good. It feels good. I mean, we still have the same company for our internet because the internet is just unbeatable. But we're we're not paying for all these useless channels that we're not watching. So YouTube TV, thank you for that. Good for you. Excellent, uh, Tim. I really don't have anything to mention. Although I did have written down. We're talking about uh, talking about old evil Hollywood, right? I had written down um, the movie Mank, which is about Mankiewicz, who wrote Rosebud. Uh, what is it, Citizen Kane? Uh, it's this oh, yeah. black and white film on Netflix. It was um, uh, Gary Oldman, who's just awesome, you know. And um, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Gary Oldman, who was a young man at the time. No, the movie was just made. Oh, okay. It's a 2020 movie, but it's filmed like it was taking place in the 30s, like in black and I white. See. And, oh, um, so and Gary put, Oldman was acting in like movie. yeah so they were all it was a, it's a period piece but they actually filmed it like in the period because it was about hollywood and um they even put the um you know the circle that would appear on film reels so you know to flip the next reel the film projector they yes. even put those circles in which i thought was a good touch so that's clever yeah. very clever okay um i have been watching there is a youtuber by the name of justin depew d-e-p-e-w and uh he makes a lot of um homemade woodworking machines sanders and all kinds of things like that and uh and he built a very clever kind of like system for his table saw which was like this old 1930s craftsman cast iron and then he built a whole table around it but the thing that i liked was in i think an original invention of his and i might try my hand at it it's a um a strip sander it's a straight upright and um it's just two wheels, the one at the bottom that's driven by the motor and the one at the top. And so if you wanted to, you could use it like a spindle sander by putting something that's got a hole over top of the whole thing and getting the inside edges of it. And you can replace mm. the platens mm. so that you can do straight edges, you could do round. Um, and so it looks like a very, very versatile machine and not particularly difficult to build. So he sells the plans, they're 14 bucks. Was it a one-inch, a one-inch paper? One-inch strip, yeah. Yeah, nice. So instead of like you know, normally they've got like the three it's or like four wheels that go yeah. all the way around. Yeah. This is just two wheels straight up and down. And it's what is it like a spring in the middle to tension it? 
it's a couple of uh, screws actually, and so you'd screw oh, so them both it. up and down. And then so it's not only is the tension, but it's also the um, the tracking for the wheels. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like a motor, and you basically need to buy a motor, two bearings. That's about it. <laughs> Everything else you could scrap. Yeah. 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 That the hardware you should probably already have. So it's pretty, I already have the motor and. I guess I'll order the bearings, but I mean it's nothing. Fun the roller stuff. skate bearings, yeah. yeah. So Keep it's us pretty interesting, cool little machine. Yeah. Um, and that's what we got there. Um, our websites: WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com, GuineaPigTanks.com, and probably an Isotunes website. There's probably something we should add to that. Isotunes.com. Yeah, all that's it is. Probably a good one. Yeah. yeah. We'll put that in there. Um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all the good stuff. We've talked about it, guys. We love hearing from you. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. iTunes reviews, five stars. We will read them. And, of course, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the best way to make sure these three guys stay on the air. So thank you very much and have a wonderful week. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>